Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is late night Sunday, August 28th, 2022. That'll be morning time on monday august 29th before you are hearing this episode in case you're new here i built a mathematical model that so the spread should be for every fbs college football game that information along with each team's power rating and a graded a b or c pick for every game of week one here this week is available in the google sheet that is linked in the search description to pick either it's if it's not going to be up there yet it's because we haven't talked about the game so by the end of the week we'll have a pick on every game uh, that doesn't mean that I recommend you make a pick on every game as well. My goal in this episode is to share key information about this week's games, give you a few things to think on, explain why the model or we like a certain play or don't in order for you to come up with picks you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure y'all are fully on board with us or against us before investing your heart or money. And as you go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so it'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Cousin Jared will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, uh, we survived the bad week of football that was week zero. It was football. Yeah. It was fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good People in Ireland got free beer. Yeah, and, and, and food. I mean, it, it sounds food, like, yeah. unless you were a Nebraska fan, it sounds like a really great getaway. Which, to be fair, has been Nebraska football in general the last several years, yeah, right? Exactly. Been, exactly. I mean, I, I, hate, I hate to pile on, but I mean, the jokes are just there, right? Like, at some yeah, point, we just, yeah. we kind of have to make them. I mean, uh, yeah. seeing write, the stats today, they write themselves at this point. They do. And seeing the yeah. stats today about, you know, how many games in a row he'd have to win just to reach like Bill Callahan level or something is. is yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's funny, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. We got a lot of games to cover here, but yeah. I, I just have to say, it's funny. We were talking last week about our inaugural episode, episode one of this entire show a year ago, where you gave out Nebraska season preview. And I, so I'll never forget this. I mean, the first episode, you remember things because right, it was our, our right, first right. one. And again, it was, it was a terrible show. But yeah. I remember yeah. you talking about that and you pulled out the quote from Scott Frost about how it was like, you know, acting like it was year one again or something. You had some quote that he said yeah. and it was like, yeah. This doesn't feel good. No, no. He was under and, investigation at the time for like illegal practices or something like that as well. Yeah. So a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. And like, and I'm like, and we're still here. Like, yeah. I, I hope, it, it, it feels like with, with sports, you know, and, and probably coaches get fired too fast in general. We probably put too much blame on them in general or a little too quick on the trigger, 100% right. in general. But you do kind of want like a year later to feel like you're moving in the right direction, like yep. something's going right, that you've got hope, you've got whatever. And it's like, I feel like we're, I don't know about moving backwards, but just in the same nonsense with Nebraska. And it's just crazy how that, how we are in the same spot. It, it blows my yeah. mind. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be gone before November, personally. So I think this is kind of still this fate, honestly. I would have said that last year, though. The, the way yeah, things went, true. too. And, That's true. And, again, here we are. So you just you just never know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, before we get to today's show, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. Let's get to this week's games. All lines courtesy 
of BetOnline and accurate as of the time of this recording. We've got 18 games we're going to talk about today. Specifically, we will cover, I think, every game this week, whether it's on this episode or one of the other two. Um, the 18 that we've got today are the picks we like the most. As of the numbers right now, numbers move, and so we'll talk about things we really like later in the week and or there's some other things that we really love too, but we're not really concerned about the number moving and or we love it, but it's like the number isn't great right now, and it, it's right. kind of in a dead, a dead spot. It's like if it gets a little worse, it's no big deal, uh, that sort of thing. So we've, we've kind of strategically picked out the 18 games that we think are the most important to talk about early in the week to grab early because the number's a good one or just something that we really like. We're like, hey, we just want to we'll let you know ahead of time, but we'll cover Yep. more games later. I mean, we're just off with a doozy here. So, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, Thursday night, West Virginia at Pittsburgh. I'm so excited we're playing this game again. Yes. Week one, week one, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think we covered this on the pre on the in the season previews, which if, if you haven't watched those yet, you still got time to do a lot of season bets. Um, whole whole webpage dedicated to those. I think we talked about this. Week one is kind of like, I don't know how I feel about playing week one, but whatever. I'm glad it's happening. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm on... I this this I mean I I vividly remember what what year was it like 2007 or whatever it was when West Virginia was one game away from uh-huh. the national championship game uh-huh. and, and Pitt was not having a yeah. great season and completely ruined no. West Virginia's chance to play for the national championship. Yep. So so just the fact that this game is coming back I I, I it's it's a great uh, it's a great it's way a great to rivalry. kick off yeah it's a great way to kick off the the first full weekend of college football season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be on Pittsburgh here uh, laying a touchdown. It's a B grade pick for me on them. The model says this should be Pittsburgh minus 9.6. The model isn't really too much of a fan of West Virginia. It thinks that Pitt will be okay. Um, It's just trading out one quarterback for another, right? It's kind of a like, uh, you know, I feel like we see this in the NFL sometimes, right? Where it's like a quarterback leaves and another one comes in that's like just as good. Like, okay, whatever, no big deal. We've seen that a lot to shuffle it around. Uh, And I think the model just kind of thinks Pittsburgh will be okay at home. Uh, laying a touchdown, like I said, be great pick. I, I like it here at seven. Uh, and I personally, I want to get this in at seven because I just don't want this number to go up any and get to seven and a half because model says 9.6 at seven and a half. There's just not a lot of value here. Knowing that Pittsburgh could easily win by seven, I think is where you've got some of the value and it might go down, but it might go up. And like I said, going yep. up is just not where I want to be at. Um, I just think Pittsburgh is the better team at home. Uh, I don't mind laying, laying seven with them. So be great pick for me starting off on Thursday because Jared, what do you think? Uh, I think that you locking in the seven was a good call because it's already at seven and a half in a lot of places. So I, I think. Oh gosh. Was, I think I think that, that was I think that was a good call there on on the seven. Um, so so here's the deal. I am not going to be on on pit in this game. That's for sure. I I haven't decided to pull the trigger on on West Virginia, but if I were eyeing a side, that would definitely be where I was looking. Honestly, I just have too many questions about Pitt. Um, so one of the, the people I work with always refers to like a healthy tension in, in, in the workplace. And that's part of what works makes a workplace work and makes things go is there, there's usually a healthy tension there that really helps that. I don't understand what happened with Pat Narduzzi and I, Whipple, who was the offensive coordinator last year. They had a, a wonderful season on offense. I, I mean, Pickett played played great for the first time since Narduzzi was at Pitt. Um, you know, the offense was really carrying the load there. But something just wasn't right. And you kind of 
we're hearing it even at the end of the season that 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 relationship wasn't good between the offense coordinator and the head coach. And, and Whipple, uh, you know, takes off from Pitt, which clearly to me seems like a better situation than where he ended up at at, at Nebraska. Ironically enough, and, and, and so, I, I think I think a lot of places would be at this. Point. <laughs> yes, exactly. So this this whole when, thing when Scott Frost is throwing you under the bus talking about how you've got to learn to whatever I don't remember what he yeah. said. You know, when, when yeah. Frost is throwing you under the bus, you're uh, week week zero. You're in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And, and your offensive linemen have been throwing up forty times during camp or whatever that was. But anyway, oh, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. won't even get into that. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. it, it just seems like a really weird situation there. And when Narduzzi has kind of been given the reins or tried to exert too much control of the offense historically, it has not gone well for Pitt. So in my opinion, I think I have a lot more faith in JT Daniels transferring from Georgia to West Virginia and Graham Harrell being the new offensive coordinator at, at West Virginia. I think I have more faith in them than I do at Pitt. I think Pitt still has an edge defensively here. And so that's kind of what's giving me hesitation just because I think JT Daniels could be a good quarterback and Graham Harrell is a good offense coordinator. Um, I, I'm, I'm not quite sold on West Virginia yet. So uh, right now, no play for me on this on the side. I, I'm eyeing West Virginia. If I do make one uh, and the total here, nothing really appeals to me. I think there's, there's too many questions on both, on both sides for me to feel good about a total. Yeah, and it, we you, you talked about the seven and a half. I, I get it. it's kind of one of those at, at, at seven and a half. I don't like it at all. I just like the seven. Um, right, right. We can never be perfectly echoed this because even if I were to, you know, we, we it takes an hour to record this. We got to lock picks in on bet stamp just so we have our right. receipts. Um, right. I think everyone kind of feels like we're pretty trustworthy people at this point. I just, just want to yeah. have those receipts anyway. And yeah. uh, so by the time you lock and then we get like prepped and I get like the stuff copied into the, to the, uh, to the program here, the record and if there's yeah. edits and uploads, like there's, there's just this time lag, which is unfortunate. Um, that's why yeah. it's also important to have a lot of books because different books you can yeah. chop around. Some books exactly. are a little slower than others. Yeah. Um, we only use one book uh, to make our picks, but yeah, at seven and a half, I feel like it's lost all its value. And to me, it's seven yeah. and a half, it's a stay away. I, I don't, I don't like West Virginia at that point. I really, I personally just want, 10 for West Virginia at 10. I'd, right. I'd, I'd start, I'd start looking at it, but at seven and a half, it's just, bleh. you know, yeah. at seven, at least you got that push protection on, on a touchdown, which is very ending. Yeah. And not to get us too sidetracked here, but we've already kind of discussed this a little bit, at least amongst ourselves about how um, the key numbers in football are so different than they are in like baseball or, or something, right. something like that. Uh, yeah. And so just a, a half point line movement, like you say, can make it to where it's B grade to where it's a stay away. So uh, yeah. yeah, these key numbers are ju just so important in, in football. Yeah, and uh, I feel like we're gonna have to like fly through some of these games, or we're we're totally going over an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Drew, but I just have to ask. You talk about Jason Daniels, and just a thought popped in my mind. What's the game where you have to like type in the things, and it answers it, and there's like a it's like a, a trivia spark sparkle. How many more schools are we from JT Daniels having his own one about which schools he's been in? I feel like. I I would. I think we probably have to be one more because like three one more like is not okay. uncommon now. Three, so, but I feel like that, four. It's true. Yeah. Four is kind of the okay. I was. Yeah. Just like, I just feel like I'm like I can't even remember all this. I, I'm to this point. I'm like, was he the one that was went from? I was yeah. like, he was. Yeah. He was Georgia, and then was Ohio yeah. State or USC. I honestly can't. Which one was it at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was USC, uh, Georgia, West Virginia. Was, okay, track? yeah, okay. Uh, it's it's like yeah. It's like it's it, like you said. What's common? Just some of these guys moving around. They never play a down there. Or they only play like for a season. And I'm just like, I can't remember which school these guys were at. Exactly. Uh, yeah, like I said we're we're gonna. Moving on here. Yeah. <laughs> so Thursday, a seven o'clock uh, Eastern uh, kickoff here. Another uh, game that I think the line is pretty advantageous right now that I would lock in Oklahoma State here at minus 20 and a half, especially at minus 105 odds. It's a B grade pick. It's a B grade pick for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, I like the number under 21. I think 21 is a pretty reasonable outcome. It's only a B grade pick, though, because 20 is also a pretty reasonable outcome. 
And the higher you get on these numbers, the more just kind of variability you get. Not by as much. And, I, and I'll talk about this throughout the week. So I want to kind of lay the foundation for thinking about this because I don't think people realize mathematically that uh, the, the probabilities don't fall off the map quite as much as you think they might as the numbers get higher. What I mean by that is if, you, if you're mm. on a bet stamp or, or something like that, and it'll show you your closing line value or something, which is interesting stuff to keep track of and just kind of see what's going on. Um, they... Uh, it, it, it's not just them. It's, it's pretty standard. What will happen is uh, these things will show like a five point differential and they'll be like, Oh, it's only 5% value. And I'm like, it's, it's more than that mathematically, like at the high numbers, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fall off quite as much as you think. So there's still some value here. The model says um, for this one, 21.4. So you're still crossing like a pretty, a fairly key yeah. number for 21. And, and it's still fairly key. And people are like, well, how many games did it 21? We're talking about, I don't want to dive too deep in the woods here, but we have to remember, we have to think about conditional probability and not just probability right, here. And so I, right. I really hope I'm not losing my audience hanging over with me. I'm going to try to, I'm a teacher. I'm going to try to explain this as, as simple as possible. But if yeah. you were to look at all college football games and probabilities, just take probabilities, just say how many games divided by how many total, land at that number divided by total games, right? 21 yeah. isn't extremely common, but we're not talking about all college football games because we're talking right. about specifically games where one team is at home and is a lot better than the other. And now yeah. when you shrink to that sample size, the probability of landing on 21 is a lot higher. It's actually a lot higher that this game lands on 21 than seven or three. And you're like, wait, three is the most common number in football. Yes. In the NFL, absolutely. Probably for almost any game, but the probability this game lands on 21 because of who it is and where it is, is much higher than three and seven. So yeah. still a fairly key number, maybe not as much as, as if it's lower, but it's still not a bad number yeah. here. So I like, I like being on the right side of 21. I, I can't stop smiling. This is the best conversation we've ever had on this show. Nobody's probably watching it at this point anymore. But oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so no, no, I'm taking this way off the rails here. So you're oh my God. All right, on 21 right here. You could say the exact same thing about totals. Like you're, you're not conditioning for games yes. that are expected to end yes. around that total, which is why, Absolutely. you know, people get so tired of me talking about 55 or 52 or 58, whatever the number is. But it, those are so key. The probabilities are so much higher when you condition for a game that's expected to end around that number anyway absolutely so that's that's so important to to keep in mind so i think this was a absolutely and, and, and the same thing when you talk about and we'll talk later about uh, north texas right that total like around 70 or whatever like mm -hmm. 55 is not a key number for that game right because it's exactly exactly it's it, it's not that it's not going to be there like it could land around on 55 absolutely it's just yeah. it's not as likely it's much more likely to land on 67 yeah. or 66 or whatever yes. than it is 55 so absolutely it's, it's we have to keep these things in mind so it's it, it, we don't just want to throw things out as the numbers get bigger or or whatever but we also yeah. just don't want to um you know we just got to find the, the balance of the pendulum anyway like i said i like yeah. being on the right side of 21 here at 20 and a half i think it's valuable it's not an a grade play because it is a big number and laying big numbers isn't that exciting and yeah. there's not a ton of value here from the model but i think at home oklahoma state i think can run away with this one on a thursday night uh and like i said i like the odds here so i'm i'm, I'm on the cowboys on this one uh because in general yeah yeah, no, no play for me here. Um, you know, you know me. Always looking at the under. Uh, Central Michigan likes to run the ball, keep the clock running. Oklahoma State, obviously, good defense last year. Lost a lot of production from that defense. Um, I expect the defense is still going to be pretty. And the, decent, and the coordinator. Yeah, and, and the coordinator going to Ohio State. Um, Spencer Sanders, oh, just. I'm, I'm not completely <laughs> sold on them. You're, you're, you're just, you just yeah. never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're 15 like and it. not sold on him. Uh, so definitely yeah. if I had a lean here uh, one way or the other, you know, come, come check with me later in the week. Maybe I decide to make a play on the under here, but uh, nothing pops out to me right now.
Yeah, but that's the benefit to have multiple shows throughout the week too. If if, yep. if the number moves again, we'll loop back to it uh, real quick and say, "Hey, we already covered it. Number moved, and now we like this." And so we kind of update those thoughts. Uh, Friday night, a uh, couple games here. One that look, it's going to make our television screens because there's not many games on a Friday night. Yeah. But cousin Jared, I'm a little upset with you that you're making us talk about this game. Uh, there's a lot of good games this weekend, and we're going to cover all of them. But like, yeah, you're killing killing my, my, my buzz here a little bit of college by college football buzz of having to talk about. T- and Duke. This game is going to be ugly and pathetic, and I honestly <laughs> don't know why we're talking about it. I do know why we're talking about it, but of course you. Know I'm why still a little. I'm still. I'm still a little upset. Yeah, <laughs> like, this game is going to be just garbage. I, it's going to yeah. be ugly football. We, I, I'm, I'm tired of ugly football. We saw a lot of ugly football. My that goodness, true. We did. that yeah. Nevada New Mexico State game was. Like painful, painful to watch. Between that and the Vanderbilt and Hawaii game, it was like twelve thirty in the morning, and I'm like, "What am like, I doing what? with my life?" Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did the same question. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was like, "Why, why am I not sleeping right now?" Like, yes, I, yes. yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you tee us up here since this is this is a uh, yeah. Your baby here, okay, yeah. yeah. Of course, everybody knows where I'm. I'm going on this. What I can say is, uh, very few. Uh, times that I like call out specific players last year, but but the quarterback for Temple, uh, Dewan Mathis, he just had times last season where he just looked completely rattled and, and wasn't playing very well. Uh, Temple was a team that that I definitely like to play the under on quite a bit. Um, I, I also know quite a, a bit about the uh, new head coach at Duke. Uh, Elko came from Texas A and M, and I have to say I've a lot of watched a lot of Texas A and M defense in, in my time, and uh, you know. Some of that was pretty bad. Uh, I have to say that that his defense was the most like schematically sound defense that I've probably watched in, in my time watching a And closely. So I think he he's going to have Duke's defense ready to play uh, relative to an offense like Temple. And again, I just don't trust Temple to put up a lot of points in general. Uh, and, and Duke, you know. <laughs> Well, you're gonna. This is gonna make you laugh. the The offensive coordinator at Duke came from Memphis, so we know how I feel about how we feel, I feel about yep. that. Um, yep. So, so anyway, just a lot of variables here where I think it's two not good teams, and, and all I'm asking is for two not good teams to not score a lot of points. Uh, it, it seems pretty good to me. Uh, and 52 is a key number. So, official play from me here. I'm locking in the under 52 with Temple at Duke. Okay. And again, I'll work on getting the. Yeah, you don't have to watch it to make the money, as we like to say. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'll work on getting the totals up here in the banners for later shows. I haven't covered that in, but uh, yeah, cousin Jared here likes under fifty-two. Uh, like you said, you don't have to watch it to make the money. Like I said, I'll probably end up watching it because there's not many Friday games. But I'm right. gonna like, ha- I'm gonna like hate watch this. Um, yeah. I'll take Duke. I'll take Duke minus seven. The model says seven's a pretty good number. I like the minus one hundred three. My thoughts on this game are right now. And you never know where the number's going to move, right? And so I think seven's a pretty solid number. Um, my thought here is kind of if it's at minus 103, you're getting basically even money on a decently hung number. Or if that indicates that it's going to drop to six and a half, laying six and a half isn't a bad idea either. I don't really know what to expect from either one of these teams. I don't think either one of them is going to be worth anything this year. Um yep. You have to assume Duke's going to be fired up for a home game in one of the few games that they're going to be favored in all season. Uh, I can't imagine them being favored in more than a couple. So right. they're going to be fired up to play. Uh, I'll lay the seven with them. Only a C grade pick. It's not one I like. Uh, Cousin Jared has has the better play on this one with the yeah. total than yeah. I do with the side. Uh, yeah. A Friday game that is probably worth watching, Illinois and Indiana. Illinois coming off of that shellacking of Wyoming and 
there's a lot of these that we'll kind of talk about a little bit here coming off of the week zero games. We'll talk about it a lot next week coming off all these week one games. When you have one data point, it's really hard to know how much is one team versus how much is the other versus how much is randomness. I mean, when you look at the game last year, we talked about this in week one with the Nebraska Northwest or week zero with the Nebraska Northwestern Mm -hmm. game. And, And I said, look, one game shouldn't be all that you talk about. I talk about this baseball all the time. Like, you shouldn't just say, like, well, this pitcher's done this in three games. I'm like, who cares? Like, yeah. the totality of the data should weigh a whole lot more. And we saw with that with Nebraska, like, that one game was really weird where they just destroyed Northwestern last year. And not that Northwestern was good, but honestly, with the way that last year went, I'm just, you would have thought that would have been a one-score game as well. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it's the same thing now that we're having to deal with here of – how much do we take stock of the week zero games? Does it matter? And how much is one team versus the other? I will say Illinois looked really good against Wyoming and or Wyoming looked really bad. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, I think we'll talk about that a lot here. It'll be the main talking point is how much do you buy into that? I mean, Illinois looked pretty good. Um, I'm taking them and getting three points. It's an A grade pick for me at Indiana. The model says that it should actually uh, be Illinois minus three. So getting three points with Illinois is a fantastic play, in my opinion. You can also look yeah. at Moneyline. I think the wrong team's favored here. Um, and again, I, I, I want to lock this in at three. Maybe later in the week you get three and a half, and that's even better. You, you tack on a little bit more. I'm not really sure how you want to play that specifically. Three and a half would be even better. But, I mean, three is a fantastic get for me here because, like I said, I think it should be yeah. Illinois minus three. I just think they're going to be a whole lot better than Indiana. What I saw from Illinois – Last week, and what we saw from Illinois' defense, especially down the stretch, gives you some reason for optimism that they may yeah. be able to really frustrate Indiana and really just dominate, yeah. control this game, even though it's on the road. I like Illinois here. I think they went outright. So if you want that money line play, I think that's a smart pick. Angry play for me. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Let me take you through my process here, viewers. So this line kind of seemed off to me. I, I, I thought that it would have been flipped around, like you mentioned, Illinois uh, favored at least by you know one or one and a half, something like that. Um, and so that was my initial thought. I saw what the model said, and I, I really like that. Illinois had a, a week kind of to get their feet under them, not too challenging of a game, but get some you know game, uh, reps at game speed and everything. Uh, like you said, I, I don't know what Indiana is going to do with this Illinois defense. I'm not acting like they're the 1985 Chicago Bears or anything, but but they're pretty solid, <laughs> I think, and especially against yeah. a team like Indiana. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. I know I've said it during college football last year. I said it during college basketball. I said it during MLB. Uh, I'll say it again. I love a wrong team favored situation, and this definitely mm-hmm. qualifies. Uh, Professor mentioned the the money line here but you can't pass up three points whenever you can get it. So yeah. uh, official yeah, play for me here, I'm, I'm taking the the three points with Illinois. Yeah, I agree. You, you late game, you know, gets to overtime, whatever, tie game late, yeah. you're like, hey, you still got that push protection. I always talk about it's really valuable having those three hey, points in your pocket. Hey, so. if you go to uh, quintuple overtime, you're guaranteed to win at plus three. So there you go. Well, I guess you're not technically yeah. guaranteed to win. You could return – I guess somebody could return – a fumble for two. This is true. Or, or a and win by four. Yeah, you could. Okay. could. Yeah, that yeah. would be really weird. <laughs> I don't yeah, think the probability would, would be weird. That's yeah. zero. So with basically, basically guaranteed to win if you get to like four overtimes. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, to the Saturday games at noon Eastern, Colorado State at Michigan. I want to lock this one in now based off of the movement that we saw last year. My hunch is that this number goes up, especially when the betting public gets involved at 27. I think it's a great play and I want to grab it at 27 before it goes to 28 early on in the season. I'm going to mostly trust the model. Um, As we go on later in the season, we'll kind of start seeing there's going to be a team or two that the model is going to be biased on with the over hundred teams. There's just no way. And, And like last year, we'll talk about, we'll talk about them this year, Buffalo. It kind of had an infatuation with Buffalo last year and it took us kind of a while to figure that out. 
Yeah. But for the most part, it's going to be more right than wrong on most teams. And so early on, in general, I think it was just before, it, it, it kind of just makes sense to trust the model. UConn, a prime example of that last week, just yeah. kind of say like, hey, there's a discrepancy here. It's going to be right more than it's not. Um, and that's what I think here. The model says it should be Michigan minus 30.2. Um, again, if I was the odds makers, I'd be hanging 31 on this one just because I'd be afraid of, you know, Joe yeah. Public coming in hard on Michigan, especially, uh, you know, late night, Friday night bets for Saturday morning. Yeah. I, I really think this is going to get to 28 personally, so I want to lock in 27. There's a decent amount of value here because Michigan can win by 27. We got the push protection. Uh, they can win by 28. They can win by 31. There's a lot of a lot of numbers around here that Michigan could easily win by. I think they're going to kick the crap out of Colorado State. Um, I have no idea what's going on with this weird quarterback thing. The whole we're going to start yeah. one guy this week and one guy the next week. Uh, I kind of think that helps us here because now, like, at least in the first two weeks, each guy's going to really go out. I mean, it could backfire because they could press, but I mean, I don't yeah. think it's going to backfire against colors. I think they're going to get rolling, and I think it's going to be like, oh, we want to, I want to pour it on. And yeah, uh, I just think Michigan runs away with it. So I, I love this pick here at Michigan at minus 27. Yeah. We're going to take some big dogs. I took some big dogs last week, like with UConn. Uh, yeah. But if the number's right for a favorite, I think the favorite's the play here at Michigan. A great play for me. Cousin Jerry, what do you yeah. got? So it bit me last season. I was too slow to jump on the Michigan bandwagon, laying some of these yep. bigger numbers at the beginning of the season because the model I think was higher on Michigan than than uh, it, yeah, know, it, the odds makers were. Yeah, at the beginning of the it started off. Yeah, it started liking them like around like week three or four was when it was kind of yeah. like we started. I started turning on the turning it on there, and uh, it worked yeah. pretty well for like six seven weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. So, but. I think I'm going to make the same mistake again this year. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I just can't get there uh, with, with, with this line, just the Michigan's offense. I mean, it's, it's solid, but like, it's just not spectacular. And you look at a number like 20, 27, 28. And you're like, I mean, they could win this game by 24 or 21. Like, what do they care? You know um, what I will say is that with McCarthy starting next week, which, you know, by all accounts, he's a more dynamic quarterback than, than McNamara is. <laughs> And in Hawaii coming to town, <laughs> like what number would you have to hang to, oh, to play Hawaii? Like if you tell me that I have to, I get to lay 45 points with Michigan next week, probably like, yeah, sign me up for laying 45. I probably would lay 45. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just a preview. What is, hold on. Like what's, let's see some, what would the model say right now on this? We can figure oh, this out. God. Um, yeah. The model right now would have, uh, 18, uh model would say about 45. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm with you. I'd probably lay the 45. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd lay the 45 I, points. So I probably would week. need, yeah, I probably would need at least 50 points. If you give me 50, I'd be like, that's sure. I'll take Hawaii. That's a lot yeah. of points, but I'd hate it. Yeah. Wouldn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So just a preview for next week, people, maybe I'm laying 45 with Michigan next week uh, with Hawaii. Coming <sighs> down. Uh, but, but as of right now, I'm not touching this game. Yeah. Uh, another noon Eastern game here in North Carolina at Appalachian state, North Carolina, uh struggled uh, in weeks, at times so, yeah yeah um at times uh, offense looks great i think they're gonna yeah. score a lot of points uh this season uh what's new right i mean this was the same yeah. unc we saw last year that we talked about yep. it, you know ad nauseum a team that had stretches and wake forest too like that north carolina wake forest team was just a blast where it's like i don't know if either defense is gonna show up probably not but yeah yeah the offenses are good and i mean it's it seems like north carolina is signing up for more of the same this year uh, against an FCS opponent that like I don't even think I realized the game was happening until it was about halfway over and then I was like whoa like yeah what's going on here yeah. um and they used to travel to Appalachian State well you know Florida and it was down like 20 players due to ineligibility right so I like, didn't even know that yeah wow. it was like yeah wow. it was some sketchy stuff going on yeah 
Appalachian State much better. Um, yes, yes. Appalachian State, a, a, a fairly tough place to play. I mean, not like obviously like the big boys, but I mean like for that being a small school, like it, it's yeah, prob- yeah. It, it punches above its weight, I, I guess is what Definitely. I would say. Definitely. Um, you know, rabid fan base there, of course, coming from their days of, of dominating, uh, you know, back when it was 1AA football, of course. Uh, basically, it's about a pick em. I'll take the Portland, North Carolina. It's only a lean. Uh, I don't really like this number. I don't know what the heck's going to happen in this game. Um, we're talking about this game today, not because of my pick, but because of yours, Cousin Jared, so I will let you have the floor. Well, what I would say is a lot of people are paying attention to this game because as of yesterday, before North Carolina played, they were a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and now that has come all the way down to where they're they're you know getting a point. So, uh, But, of course, I, everybody knows I'm looking at the total here, and earlier in the day it was 55. It is now up to 56 but if you watched any of that north carolina and florida AM game uh the professor mentioned it this north carolina defense questionable at best Uh, yeah best yeah and and i think a lot of the comments that i was seeing on on twitter was especially from like north carolina fans and and people who watched them a lot last season is this is the exact same thing undisciplined on defense missing tackles blown assignments and everything like that and if you give up i don't even know how many points they need given up but like 24 to florida AM. i mean App State's going to probably score more than that. I think the easiest way I can say this, I think somebody in this game is getting to like 35, and I have yeah, plenty of faith. In, yeah, and I think the the other team is going to have no problem getting to 21. So like I said, earlier in the day, this was at 55. People have wisened up a little bit. It's gone up to 56. Uh, but 56, 57, 58, all still fairly key numbers. So I feel good about the over 56 here. Um, I, I know that that when I take an over, it gets people's attention here. So here's your flashing red lights. Yeah. Flashing red yes. lights here. Uh, or I'm going to go with the over 56 in North Carolina App State. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't see either side really getting slowed down too much. Yeah, I, I almost had a heart attack when we were talking, and you said you were going to take it over. Um, <laughs> it's very rare. So if you're if you're yeah. new to us, if you didn't see the college football stars <laughs> last year, uh, yeah, not not doesn't happen a lot when and when cousin yeah. Jared likes the over. I, I think when Jack was on a couple of times, he, I think he made the comment. He was like. If, if cousin Jared's taking the over, like I'm taking it with him. Like I'm just yeah, gonna, I'm just gonna yeah. blind follow. Obviously, don't yeah. blindly follow it. I mean, listen to what he said, but I mean, uh, he's got some good reasons. So I tend to agree. I I, I kind of think that like one team's gonna get to forty, and I the hope is both do because then it's a fun game, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be, I mean, it would be fun if like this total just exactly. blown out of the water by like the early third quarter. You know, both teams exactly. Exactly. And, and let the record show, Jack also accused me of not liking fun since I always like to yes. bet the under. And then my response was, but I like winning. So so yes. you know, there, yes. there you go. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think Jake has as well. I think we've all kind of been accused. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you've yeah. been accused of that a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah so uh, cousin Jerry, they're on the over. Like I said, I tend to agree. Uh, obviously, over fifty five is better. Yeah, uh, but that's 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 gone. It, it seems. <clears throat> yeah, it seems it seems low. I, I'm really I'm really surprised this total is not like sixty two. Like sixty two yeah. number, I would have thought. Yeah. I just I, I don't see this going back to fifty five at this point. Right. There's uh, I would agree. There's, I can't see why it would. There's some 55 and a half out there, but it's, it's mostly 56 at this point. It's probably more, we talk about key numbers. It's probably more about grab. And again, I think it's going to get into six in the 60. So I don't think it really yep. matters where you play it at, but just yep. in case you just never know, you always want to get the best number. I'm like, you, I think play it earlier in the week because getting 56 is better than what if it gets to 58, 59. Those are also kind of key numbers here as well. Uh, you know, 56 and a half, 57 and a half, probably not as big of a deal, but when it gets to 58, 59, now it's, get a bigger yeah. deal. I'd still play it over that, but I'd rather have yeah. 56 now yeah. than what if it accidentally closes, you know, 59 and now you're laying an extra field goal for no reason. Right. Uh, one last game here to talk about at the noon Easter slot Rutgers uh, getting a touchdown at Boston college. The model says that this game should be Boston college minus 6.6. 6. 
So a little bit of an edge here on Rutgers getting seven and even money. So I'll take Rutgers here uh, with a B-grade play. About the the seven and the even money, it's probably relatively equivalent to maybe like a minus 115 at seven and a half. And the same thing in the model would like that as well because, again, the model thinks it should be six and a half. So not a ton of value, only a B-grade pick, but – uh, I don't really think much of either one of these teams. I don't really know what's going to happen. And so I just kind of want to put as many points in my back pocket as I can here. Uh, so I think Rutgers is worth a look. It's not my favorite play, but I think it's uh, worth a look here if you're getting seven even money or if you're yeah. getting seven and a half with a small amount of juice. Cousin Jared, what do you think? No, no play for me right now, but uh, stick around, folks, for the shows later in the week. Be watching me on BetStamp and on Twitter because I, this is certainly a situation where I could see myself play, uh, talking myself into Rutgers here. Um, I kept waiting for Boston College's offense to come around last year, and it never quite did, even after Dracovich came back towards the end of the season. And, I, I you know, Rutgers is going to have a dud every once in a while, but, man, they are good at uglying up games at times. Yep. And so just, you know, w- without knowing what the model says, just seeing that I'm getting a touchdown with a team that's good at uglying things up, another team not a great offense, even money getting the seven, it, it to me it – Rutgers just seems pretty appealing. So no official play as of yet. You know, if this goes up to seven and a half at minus 110 or seven and a half minus 105 or something, even even more value. So this is one way if, if the line goes down, you know, pass on it. But, you know, maybe you get a, a, a seven and a half or something here and feel a little bit better about it. So, uh, like I said, stick around with us for the rest of the week. This may be something I talk myself into with Rutgers. All right. So the afternoon games, 3.30 Eastern uh, kickoff. Uh, Tulsa at Wyoming. Uh, we talked about Illinois already. Wyoming looked terrible. Uh, I, 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 I it's a little bit of both teams. The model kind of splits it pretty evenly in that first game. Doesn't take that, not like that second game. And then now it kind of can start really waiting and say, oh, it's actually this team or the other. At this point, though, Wyoming takes a big hit after how pathetic they looked mm. against Illinois. I want to be all over Tulsa here. Uh, I think they're the right side. I love laying five. Five's a dead number, but I want to get it before it gets to six because that's a possibility that lands at six and it pushes. I want to get it before it goes to seven. I never really know exactly where the number's going to go, so I yeah. try not to predict that. I just think it's more likely, my, my, my hunch is it's more likely that people are going to say, Wyoming was terrible. Look yes. at what happened. Yes. And people are going to back Tulsa throughout the week and this number's going to go up. I don't know that. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I just, that's my, that's my thought. So I just want to, I'm, I'm comfortable locking in Tulsa minus five. The model says uh, this should be Tulsa minus 7.4. So I mean, yeah. the model thinks seven, seven and a half makes a lot of sense. I just don't see why people would back this Wyoming team with as yeah. bad as they looked. Um, like I said, I just think lock it in here uh, as long as yeah. it's lower than six. It's an A grade play for me, a lot of value. Knowing they can win by six, uh, uh, six or seven are pretty reasonable outcomes. Yeah, because yeah. you think. Yeah, I, I, I don't normally do this on the show, but uh, FanDuel uh, has Tulsa minus three and a half right now. So uh, just know that that's that's out there. Wow. For interested. So, Professor, I, you, if you said it, I didn't catch it. What does the model say this line should be? Seven point four. Whew. You may talk me into taking Tulsa because Wyoming looked bad. Yeah. Uh, they they looked really they looked really bad. Um, I don't really have much to say about this game other than I think that Wyoming is going to have trouble scoring points. And Tulsa historically, I uh, I, I don't know much about them this season, but historic uh, historically has had pretty good defense. Um, so I would say that if Wyoming had trouble scoring points against Illinois, I don't think things are going to get a ton better with Tulsa. Obviously, they're at home, and, and Tulsa is going to be a step down from Illinois for sure. But 
still, I mean, a, a big step forward for the Wyoming offense and they're what they're going to lose by, you know, 14 or 10 yeah. as, as opposed to, right. as opposed to, you know, getting blown out by, by Illinois. So uh, you've given me something to think about here, professor. I may be uh, adding this to the list of lines to watch and, and may make a decision later on the week on this one, because man, that Wyoming <laughs> offense just seems really bad. They do. They the, watching that game once Illinois got up by, you know, 17 or 20 or whatever it was, it was just like, I just don't think Wyoming can score yeah, enough. Yeah. It just felt like they, it felt like they had one drive or maybe they could get it going, but it, it just, it, it feels like an offense and there's some bad offense like this where it feels like everything has to go right. And one bad play pushes right. them back. And when you need, when you need 13 play drives, like the NFL is more disciplined. You can get away with that stuff. But in yeah. college, if you, if you're relying on 13 play drives, they're going to end up with a, uh, you know, a holding call or a sack or a negative three yard run. And it just falls apart quickly. And it's not like right. the triple option with Navy where it's like, they can still get eight yards on a run because of the way that yeah. offense yeah. works, you know, but you know, or the old, the old Navy, right. Not the, not the newer one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, air force, whoever, right. It, it, it just seems like this Wyoming offense just gets stuck in the mud and they just can't put it all together for an entire drive consistently. Right. I don't, I don't see how they hang in there in this game. Uh, like I said, yep. I love Tulsa here, especially laying a number less than six. Like I said, I think get this one early. Yep. <clears throat> Similar concept here at 3.30 Eastern, uh, Arizona and San Diego State. I want to lock this one in before it goes to seven. I think San Diego State is the side to be on here. We talked about Arizona in the season preview episode. I don't think Arizona is going to be any good at all. Um, model says uh, for this game that it should be San Diego State minus 10. Um, and again, early on in the season, we don't have a ton to talk about. Uh, we can talk a little bit about returning production. We already kind of talked about that with, I think we covered both these teams actually in yep. the season preview episodes. Uh, so go back and watch those if you want. I want to spend a ton of time on it here, but we haven't seen a lot of film. It's like I said, I'm just kind of trusting the model here and the model is taking in previous year's data. It's taking in recruiting stuff. It's taking in all that returning production, which you talked about is was baked in with Hawaii and, and still, you know, Missed the boat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They would be, but yeah. uh, it's it's making it all that nonsense. And it, the model thinks six and a half is way too low. I tend to agree. Like I said, I'm surprised this isn't more like eight. Uh, a number less than seven. I love it. A great play for me on the Aztecs at home. I think they're going to make Arizona look like fools here in their opener. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So Miss Cousin Jared would tell you that I'm hard-headed. The model may learn. I have a hard time learning sometimes. Uh, I should. There were many Fair. times last season where I should have been on San Diego State and I wasn't. And just like Michigan, not going to be on San Diego State here either. Uh, I, I just I'm I'm higher on Arizona than most people are. I think I think the Laura, the quarterback, transferred from Washington State to Arizona is light years better. We covered all this in the the, the season preview show, but I think he's light years better than any quarterback they had there last year. San Diego State defense, I think, is going to be good. What are they going to be able to do offensively? I I don't know. Maybe Arizona won't be able to stop them anyway. Uh, I think there's just too many question marks. If this gets, if this gets to seven, I, I would definitely lean towards Arizona as opposed to San Diego State. But again, like let the record show. The model was right on San Diego State, and I was wrong. So I would probably tell you listen to the model here, but I, I'm just telling you kind of where where my head's at. I think, uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. My, my thought is, number one, it, the Mountain West was a little bit weird last year, and the model definitely struggled with that conference at times where it was like, that conference just got very zigzaggy. But I think a lot of it had to do with when it played each other. When the, when it was non-conference stuff, I think the model did a lot better on it. Yeah, This feels like a game, and we joked last year ad nauseum about you know BYU being Pac-12 South champs and that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, I think when you, the Pac-12 obviously down for 
a long time now, but when these smaller conferences play the Pac-12, they get up for it. They want to play hard. Not that they always don't want yeah. to play hard, but they want to make a statement. They're not letting off. They're not going to get sidetracked. I mean, they're not going to take yeah. plays off, that sort of thing. And I think this is a statement game for San Diego State. I think the fact yeah. that it's – I think that people are seeing – Arizona Pac-12, and I agree with you. I think they'll be better than they were before, but I mean, they're still yeah. going to be. We still talk. Their win total is two and a half. They were really I mean, bad last year. They were. Like I said, I think their win total is like two and a half. Like they're going to be really yeah. bad. Like yeah. we we agree. Like they might be a little bit better, but that means it's a three wins. You know, maybe four yeah. if things break right for them. But it's going to be a yeah. long year for them still. And I think San Diego State is just in a different class. And I think people may be seeing this thing like, oh, you know, uh, you know. Pac-12 school, they can hang in there. I'm like, I just don't think they are. I think San Diego State makes right. a statement here. Yep. Like I said, I love laying this less than seven. Um, yep. I wonder how many more Michigan references we can have for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Mi- Michigan or Nebraska, I can make one on every game. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another 3.30 Eastern game. Because uh, I meant to go back and watch this. Do you, do, you, do you remember, but we talked about this game specifically in the season preview episode. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I said the spread should be? Do you remember that conversation? I really don't remember. I, I feel like you said that at the end of the last season, you would have had Houston favored by like five or six, mm-hmm. something something like that. I, it was only I, two. Yeah. I can't, it was between two and five. And I think I said something like, it shouldn't be that high. And I think you and Jake were both like, it should be 10. And I was like, that seems yeah. a little bit high. I, I, I said that know. I would I said that I would play Houston up to 10. I do remember saying that. Okay. I was I, I don't I wish I would have yeah. got back and watched it. I, you know, I yeah. today got busy. But I was I was, I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember that conversation. Yeah. Uh Line's four. Model says four. Uh, so model says there's no edge on this. I've got a B play on Houston at minus four. I'm curious to hear your take on this. My thought is uh, I, I get that the model says four. And like I said, in general, I'm going to trust the model uh, for most of the season, especially until we start figuring out kind of who it's biased on. And then we'll start kind of zigging zagging a little bit. But early on, I'm going to mostly trust it. And, and I think four is a solid number for this, right? They kind of got a dead zone between four and six. Yeah. I just think that Houston is in a different class of UTSA. And I think this is a good chance to make a statement for them. I I don't think when the season's over, the metrics are going to say that Houston's light years ahead of UTSA. I just think there's a little bit of a divide here. And I think they can go on the road and win by, you know, six or seven. I think it's a good chance for the, like, I I think they just, they want to make a statement here on the road. Yeah. They could win by three. And that's why it's only a B green pick for me. Cause I can absolutely win this game by three and we've lost our play. So that's yeah. like the biggest fear is Houston win by three, but I think Houston wins. It's not a big number. I think laying four makes a lot of sense here. I think also get this one earlier in the week. I think it's going to go up. I think the perception yeah. is that Houston's so much better than UTSA. And again, like I talked about, I'm not sure that's true. I think they're about a touchdown better than UTSA, which is they're definitely better than them, but I don't think they're, 10 points better than them necessarily. I think the perception is that I think this number goes up again. I never exactly know. I'm when I make these predictions, I'm probably like two out of three, three out of four. So I'm going to miss one of them. Yeah. yeah. One of the numbers is going to go a different direction. I'd love this to go down to three, but I feel like this probably closes more like five and a half to six. Um, So laying four, at least having the push in the, in the, in the event they win the game, you know, 31, 27 or something, I think offers a little bit of value. I I like Houston B great pick. Don't love it though. Uh, I'd love three, but at four, just to be great pick. Uh, because Jared, I know you like Houston a lot. We talked about it in the, pre- yeah. in the preview. So lay it out yeah. for us why Houston's the right side here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. First of all, I'm laying the four points with Houston, and I'm making it a two unit play. Um, so Ooh. this is this is yeah my 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 best bet of the week probably unless a line goes crazy somewhere or I learn something new throughout the week. Uh, yeah, two unit play here laying the four with Houston. I, I just everywhere I look. I see advantages for Houston. I don't really see anywhere on the field that UTSA has an advantage. And UTSA is an excellent CUSA team, but but Houston is a very good AAC team. 
basically big 12 team at, at this point. Yeah. yeah. And, and so yeah. I just, I can't find any advantages for UTSA and UTSA is not sneaking up on anybody this year. Maybe they, they would have no. earlier in the season, you know, like Illinois at the beginning of last year, Memphis, yeah. when they went in and won that game, uh, maybe mm-hmm. you say they snuck up on people. They are not sneaking up on anybody this year. Houston is going to be prepared and ready to go in this game. There's going to be a lot of uh, UH fans at, at the game in San Antonio, honestly. I mean, still UTSA uh, advantage, but I think there's going to be a lot of Houston fans there. Um, I think that they're just in a, in a different class now. Okay. So this week for what it is two unit play, Love Houston here. Lay the four points. Next week, our friends, the Kansas Jayhawks, are coming to Houston to, to, to play the Cougars. Let me tell you, that is I, – I, I love Houston here. I have a feeling I may like somebody else next week in, in the game that Houston's playing in. So, again, love Houston in, this week, but just a little preview in, for, for next week. In Houston. In Houston? Yes, in, in Houston, yeah. The model says that should be Houston by about 20. <sighs> that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with you. And that was, I think, one of the things I, I was thinking as I was going through making my plays. We did this independently, of course. I, I was just thinking UT State's a, a really good uh, Conference USA team, but Houston's a really good American athletic team, and the American is much better than Conference USA. And the only counter I have to that is the model is taking all of that into account. And the model's captured. The model still says four is a good number. That's the only counter I have to that. But other than that, yeah. trust in the model. I just can't get past. Like I just like you said, I think Houston's Houston's more like the Big Twelve team at this point. They yeah. would hang right in the middle with most of those teams. You know, yeah. a notch behind Oklahoma, probably a notch behind Texas is talent. You never know what Texas is actually going to do. We'll talk yeah. about them later in the week as well. Quarterback yeah. nonsense, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, they're right in the middle talent wise. I mean, they're not that much worse talent wise than than Baylor is. They're about talent wise with the TCU. I mean, they're right in the middle talent wise with West Virginia. I mean, they're right with all these teams. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I just can't get past that. So both of us on Houston, two get to play for Cousin Jared, his best bet of the week, and I'll back them as well with a B-grade play. Uh, wish I could get three, but I don't I don't mind laying the four, personally. Yeah. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, Troy at Mississippi. Mississippi is a 21.5-point favorite, but it isn't even money. It's a C-grade play for me on Ole Miss. The reason why, there still is a little bit of an advantage here. The model says it should be 22.5, um, so an even money not that 22 is the most common number. It does happen occasionally, but the even money offers value. It's less about the 21 and a half and more about the even money part. Um, obviously, I'd like 21 better. So it's only a C grade play for me at this number. If it drops to 21, especially if the odds aren't used too heavily, then I'd probably feel comfortable adding another unit. So something later in the week that I might do. Uh, but I don't mind the, the 21 and a half just because it's the even money. Mississippi might win this game by 40. And if that's the case, yeah. Great. And if not, I, at least I've got an even money play. And that offers, I think, more value than most people realize. So I like even money, uh, but I don't want to be too heavily invested. I want to give myself the opportunity to invest more later in the week if this number moves. Yeah. Uh, but I'm okay getting the unit down here on the even money play on Ole Miss. I think they got a chance, like I said, to win this game by 40. Because uh, in general, what do you think? So, guys, I'm just going to be completely transparent with you here. I'm going with my gut on this one. Don't have much facts to uh, give you on this game, but I've got a gut feeling here on this game. So, the first thing what I would say about Ole Miss is, is you know, Ole Miss took in tons of transfers. They they worked the portal over this offseason. and Lane Kiffin, I, I think, will will it, so number one, he's he's kind of one to I wouldn't say run up the score, but he has no problem. Letting, letting the score run up. up the score. I don't know what's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, has, he has no problem doing that. And, and I think that he will definitely. Some might call him a, some, some might call him a jerk. 
some some might call him a jerk. You some know, might call him other words. Yeah, great offensive. <laughs> some <coordinator>. have. <laughs> there you go. He's, Absolutely, he's a, for sure. Great offensive coordinator. Uh, I think that he can definitely rationalize keeping his players in the game longer because he has so many transfers. He's got so many new pieces, new running back, new quarterback, new line. I can definitely see him leaving those guys in longer to score more points in this game. What I would also say about Ole Miss is DJ Durkin did excellent work with that defense last year. Completely turned it around from where it was two years yeah. ago. DJ Durkin's gone, and he did a great facelift on them for a year. I don't know if there might be some wrinkles coming back after, you know, a, a year after the procedure. Maybe they need to get a touch-up. Maybe does their defense take a step <laughs> back this season? Wow. But, yeah, but here's the other thing. And, and Okay, Troy. Let's let's talk about Troy for a little bit. Uh, Chip Lindsey was the head coach last year. Chip Lindsey is not the head coach anymore because he was not a good maker of decisions. I was on lots of Troy unders last year because this guy would – consistently punt from you know in opponent's territory he would punt with six minutes left down two scores he made a lot of questionable decisions Troy's offense is not great I'm not pretending like it is but if they could have any semblance of a little more aggression on offense and not be nearly as conservative as they were last year I think you're going to see a little more points on the board so those two things combined I think Ole Miss is just going to put up a bunch of points in this game I don't think you need to ask a lot from Troy and I think but I think you're going to get enough to get the over 58 here 58 is a, a fairly key number so I like it there I like it a little bit less if it goes to like 58 and a half definitely like 55 56 57 are all kind of key numbers as well. But honestly, I just don't see this line moving very much. Like who has a lot of good intel on Troy and Ole Miss, right? So um, I don't think it's going to move much. So I feel good locking in the over 58. And it kind of like what you said, I think aligns with what I said about Mississippi. I think they can run away with this game. Um, Mississippi played a couple games last year. I want to say Tulane was one of them where they just like went out and scored like 70 points and were like 70 to 20 or something. Mm -hmm. I don't, necessarily predict that for this game but like Ole Miss and like you said Lane Kiffin great offensive mind like they're randomly going to do that at some point here in this non-conference slate they're going to come out and score like 60 points and we're all going to be like whoa yeah, yeah. and they're going to easily cover a big number and they're going to easily go over you can't count on that every game but like I don't know it's on the table here with Troy for that for that sort of game like I don't think yeah. any of us would be surprised if this game finishes 63 to 14 you know I'd be like exactly yeah okay yeah. like sure um yeah. and so like yeah it, I, I'm all of, I, I'm I'm not I, I try to split favorites and dogs. We got a little bit you know throughout the week. I'm going to take like I said a little bit of both. Uh, I got a play later on a on a massive dog here, but like I said, I I think you, I think you got to look at both sides here. And this one I think just don't overthink it. Like Ole Miss is that type of team that's going to kick the crap out of teams um, mm. that are not in their class. And Troy's not in their class. I think Mississippi's going to run away with this one. Yep. Um, and now, like I said, the line everything I said for Mississippi lines with the over. So I think either one of those is a good way to look. Uh, it, you know. Again, we talk about parlays, right? If you want to parlay those together, parlaying two games at different times, um, different games, there's no like mathematical edge, but there is sometimes a mathematical edge if you parlay games that are in the same thing we're here with a side in the total where you think that one increases the probability of the other. It goes back to that conditional probability we talked about in a different mathematical yeah. way. Yeah. Without getting us off the rails again on <laughs> what's way gonna be way longer than I was hoping for episode. Um yeah. That can be to your advantage. So again, something to yeah. think about there, you know, because the probabilities increase like when increases just a little bit if those sides are correlated. And I think that Mississippi covering the over in this case are correlated because it's going to be Mississippi scoring sixty points is the way that that happens. And then at that point, yeah. if they score, if they score, even if they score fifty points, probably both of these win. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very much on the table here. So the evening games, six o'clock Eastern, Middle Tennessee at James Madison. Uh, our first chance to look at James Madison here and yeah. now playing. FBS football. Uh, they're the same team, though. 
for the most part as last year. They haven't magically gotten, you know, uh, new players for this. I do think that they'll be able to recruit a little bit better now at the FBS level, but I don't, and that probably helped them last year, maybe a little bit the year before, but I'm not really sure it's kicked in just yet. I think we're more a year or two away from that. Uh, it's the same thing with the, the BYUs and the Houston's of the world, Cincinnati's moving up to the big 12 and, and all the other trickle down moves, right? Those things help, but it tends to take a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about one that we have an example of, I think is a great example, is TCU. TCU dominated at the lower level and then went to the Big 12. And it took them a long time before they could really actually compete in the Big 12 because they had good first-line players who just didn't have the depth to compete at the Big right. 12. And I think that happens at all these levels, right? There is a little bit of that adjustment going up that the teams are really good. They can kind of hang in there, but they're just it's just a little bit harder. There's just that little bit of extra depth, a little bit of extra skill, whatever that they don't quite have. It takes them a while to get. That's my thoughts on James Madison. They're six-point favorites at home against Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. A decent Middle Tennessee team, which surprises yep. me. I mean, they're not obviously yep. amazing, but I mean, they're a decent team. James yeah. Madison's a good team, too. We're applying all the same methodologies we would apply with the FCS stuff. So it's a little bit of question marks because we're not quite comparing all the same teams, but mm -hmm. based off of those methodologies, the model thinks that this should be James Madison minus a point and a half says basically that they uh, middle Tennessee may be slightly better on a neutral field. So it gives James Madison a little bit of an edge here being at home, getting six points, I think is way too niche. I, I'm, I would have, I would have thought this is James Madison minus three. I'm really surprised yeah. at six. I think we're getting a lot of value here at minus 108. It's an A great play for me. I got yeah. a lot of question marks with James Madison. Give me the points. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. James Madison may win by 30, but they may lose this game. So give me the points. I think Moneyline makes a lot of sense in this game as well. Increase the, we talked about this with baseball, increase the variability on plus odds getting points. Absolutely is what you love. You just don't want variability yeah. when you're laying points or laying big odds on the money line. You don't want variability. You want to know exactly what's going to happen. And Tim, I'm, I'm confident here. I yeah. don't know what's going to happen. So shoot, give me money line at big plus odds. Give me, give me the six points. Because I don't know what's going to happen in this game. So yeah. points or plus odds in the money line, I think, makes a lot of sense here. What yeah. do you got, Cousin Jared? Yeah. So uh, just to let you all into my sick, twisted mind. So my family takes a week <laughs> vacation every summer. And I always have my Athlon college sports preview. Look at that. Southeast Conference A&M. This, this is not a paid promotion. This is they not a paid paying. promotion for Athlon. They're not paying us. Trust me. I'm not getting paid anything. So, But every <laughs> summer on my week-long vacation, I read this thing cover to cover. And a team that caught my attention this offseason was Middle Tennessee. They had a freshman, true freshman quarterback that, that only played four full games, passed for 1,300 yards, 16 touchdowns, and three INTs, three interceptions. In, in four games. In, in only four full games. And I that's, said, that's better than like probably like a dozen quarterbacks did in yes. 12 last year. <laughs> yes, and I, and I said to myself, hmm, that's interesting. Now look at their schedule. They lost to Virginia Tech. Okay, Virginia Tech's pretty, relative to Middle Tennessee State, pretty good team. UTSA, good team. Uh, lost a yeah. shootout to Charlotte. Eh, you know, Charlotte, eh. Lost, lost to Liberty. Liberty was pretty decent last year. Lost to Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky was good last year. Very good. And, and, and they lost to Old Dominion by a touchdown. Meh. They won seven games. It's like, hey, this, this team's better than, than I decent. thought they were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I saw this line and I said, what do I know about James Madison? Yeah, they're good for an FCS team, but you know, I don't know what they're going to be at the, at the FBS level. So it was a team in Middle Tennessee where I thought they might be a little underrated. And then James Madison, who I thought might be a little overrated. And then seeing that the model kind of agrees that James Madison should only be favored by a point and a half. This was an easy call for me. I am also going to uh, be taking the six points with Middle Tennessee State here. That's an official play for me. Obviously, I would love for this to be seven, um, but you know, I, I am I'm more concerned about this number going down to five and a half and not getting the six than I am about getting it to seven. So uh, yeah, okay. lock it in here for me. Um, 
I think plus six with Middle Tennessee, that seems great to me. Yep. Yep. A great play for me on the same thing. I love that one as well. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, Miami of Ohio, Kentucky. Another one I want to get early just because I like that it's 17 and I just don't want this to go up to something stupid like 20. It may drop. You never really know again what these numbers are going to do. I have no idea. In general, my hunches for the most part, the numbers are going to get a little bit bigger throughout the week on most of these because the public is going to come in and play more favorites. But I think Kentucky's a little bit short on this one. Uh, model says that this should be Kentucky minus 20.5. I'm surprised it's not 20. Uh, we talked about Kentucky. We aren't as high on them as they were last year, but that doesn't really matter because what we were talking about there was relative to the other SEC teams that they're going to play, not compared to Miami of Ohio. Like they're going to have yeah. their way with this Miami of Ohio team. They should win big, uh, I don't have any insight to if they're going to run it up late or anything like that, other than I just think they're a whole lot better than my move Ohio. I guess the number should be higher. I'm okay laying 17. It's an angry play for me. And like I said, I'm locking it in earlier in the week just because I don't want it to be 17 and a half and me kick myself that we don't have that push protection if they do accidentally win by exactly 17. Cousin Jerry, what do you think? Uh, don't have anything great to say about this game. Go check out our season, season preview on the SEC. Uh, Kentucky was one of my season-long plays. Go listen to that. You'll get a lot of insight into what I think about Kentucky this season. Uh, the only thing I would say about this game, it's not an official play for me, but if you're eyeing the under here, it's currently available at 52.5 some places. 52 is a key number, so if you're looking mm -hmm. at the under, I would recommend going out and grabbing that 52.5 now. Uh, because uh, Yeah, 52.5 right now. There's a lot of 52s out there, and there's a lot of 51.5s. So if you want the under, you definitely want to be under that 52 and a half instead of uh, 52 or 51 and a half. So again, not an official play for me, but if that's something you're interested in, I would recommend grabbing that 52 and a half now. It's interesting you say that without even knowing what the total was, I hadn't even looked at the totals. Uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like something like 30, uh, you know, 34, 17 would be like a pretty reasonable yeah. score for this. So that's why I said, I wanted to lock in yeah. 17. Uh, yeah. I just sure if that adds up to 51, which is exactly yeah. what you're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, looking yeah. At that under. So uh, yeah. funny, funny how those things work. Uh, yeah. 730 Eastern, one more game in the uh, not super late time slot here for us on Saturday night, SMU at North Texas. Uh, SMU is an 11 point favorite uh, on the road. SMU is a good team. We talked about them as well. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I, I don't understand this number. We, we talked earlier a little bit. I, I like you. I like playing teams in week one who played in week zero. Yeah. Give them a little bit of a boost for getting some of the jitters out of the way, getting some of the, uh, you know, coach figuring out some things. I mean, all these coaches, you know, very rarely does a coach do exactly what they're going to do. I mean, every once in a while he gets that lucky and it's, this is exactly what I'm going to do. This is exactly who I'm going to play. This is exactly my rotations. Right? A lot of times they're looking at things to help the coaches out. Now they've, they've seen them. They, they kind of know like, Hey, this guy did exactly what I wanted. This guy didn't. I want to try some, I tried someone else in the second half. It works a lot better. All that other nonsense, right? Like X's mm -hmm. and O's helps them a lot. I, I like these teams who played the first week. This like confuses the heck out of me. SMU is a good team, but North Texas is pretty solid as well at home. SMU should be favored, but not by 11. The model says it should be 6.7. I was expecting this to be 7. Yeah. Um, not just based off of the model. I was just like, seeing like SMU North Texas, I was like, oh, SMU is better for sure. And we talked about the difference between, and maybe that, well, let's go back to this, the difference between American and, and Conference USA with that co yeah. conversation we had earlier. It's the same type of thing. SMU should be favored, but like, I don't see how you get to 11 here. Like the differences between the conferences on the road isn't that much. Yeah. Uh, again, I think this number should be seven plus 11. 
I'm blocking it now because 11 is a possible outcome, so you can not push protection there. Makes a lot of sense. It's an A-grade play for me. It'd still be an A-grade play at 10. Just 11 just a bonus. <laughs> yeah, point, yeah, exactly. Way, exactly. Too, way, too, way too many points. I just don't understand this at all. I'm all over with Texas here, plus 11. Um, I'm not sure I'd play money line. Maybe just a tiny bit just for some fun. I, I just think North Texas can hang in there and – you got backdoor opportunities. I mean, they, like I said, yeah. probably lose by three, four, seven, ten. There's a lot of ways they could lose. Like I said, not yeah. as excited about the money line here as maybe as maybe some like Middle Tennessee State, but I think they can hang in there and, and cover this number of eleven because uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I, I've got a lot of thoughts on this game, but you know, just being completely honest with you here, viewer, I think I may have a crush on North Texas. Uh, you know, I think, I think, feel, <laughs> uh, because, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. They, they're, they're fun. Yeah. 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 And I mean, they, they, they crush UTEP. And when you go back and look at the end of last season and how they played in that first game, it's mm-hmm. like, how is this 11 points? Like there's nothing logical about it. You know, SMU. Yeah. Well, they, they writing, you know, yeah, writing them at the end of last season, like they were, they were really good to us. Like you said, I'm kind of like saying crushed. Like they've been really good to us. And we talk yeah. about baseball. We love the Mariners and the Guardians. Right? They've been so good to us, right? It's like, yeah, UNT's been good to us. I'm liking it. Like, let's keep it rolling, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and SMU, I think there's, I think SMU is going to be good, uh, you know, by AAC yeah. standards, but, um, but new coach coming in, you know, uh, Rhett Lashley's the new coach there. Dyke's going to the TCU. You know, I just think there's a little bit of question marks. SMU would say this is not a big rivalry game. UNT would probably disagree with that. And so I think you're going to get a lot Absolutely. of uh, a lot of uh, effort out, out of UNT. I think they're going to be playing 100, 110% for sure. Um, I mean, if, if UNT plays the way that they want to, they're going to control the ball. It's, you know, it's going to be tough for SMU to get up by 11 if, if North Texas plays the type of game they want to play. And if the quarterback for North Texas – I don't think I'm saying his name right. I thought it was Ani. I could be wrong. Uh, the stadium app was going in and out whenever I was watching the game. Um, so, you know, maybe if he, if he plays like he did against UTEP, North Texas might win this game. He, he played really well. He, he All those things that I talked about, why I like the under in that game, he kind of, uh, I wouldn't say dispelled at all, but th- he played a lot better than I expected him to in that game. Um, he, he did. The, the, the game The game went under despite his best efforts for uh, to otherwise. It went under exactly. because that you and – that that you North Texas defense, defense had some yeah. had some lockdown moments and some clutch plays and just yes. grinded it out, played great. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't about yes. UNT's offense. I mean, it was about their defense. Exactly. So I I am all over uh, North Texas here as well, getting the eleven points again. Can't believe it's eleven points. Um, and and just a preview, not yeah, an official play, not an official play as of yet. Um, just because there's. You know, it's not a super key number, but the total on this game is 70. And so people, the way that North Texas defense played against UTEP, I know it's just UTEP, but but the way that they played, I and, and if North Texas controls the clock like I know they want to do, ugh, this game is going to have a really difficult time getting to 70. So, you know, again, stay with us, through the, watch the rest of our episodes throughout the week. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on BetStamp. Um, I have a feeling I might eventually be on the under in this game at some point as well. We're gonna and we talk about like part of our, our goal in this episode is just to give y'all things to think about uh, through the week as you're hearing other people talk as you're doing your own research. I mean, yeah. we're gonna find out a lot about how smart these coaches are because SMU wants to get this into a shootout, and yeah. North Texas knows has to know those guys know more than we do about their players and all right, this nonsense, right. right? They have to be sitting there knowing that is not the way they're gonna win this game, and they know that getting into a shootout isn't going to be to their advantage. So I'm like, I'm like you, like if they can, if they can have, you know, everyone knows this too. And, and sometimes you can't always execute your game plan. But I mean, to me, I'm, I'm looking at it going, they've got to be thinking all week in practice here. How are we going to slow this game down? How are we going to slow it down and still execute our offense, not get them out of, out of sync, but also not 
have too many three and out 30 second drives and give them the ball right back, you know, yeah. keep our defense rested, you know, grind this game out, make it ugly. And if it turns into it, the whole game won't be ground out for sure. SMU's not going to let that happen. But if one quarter grinds to a halt, 70 is going to be tough to get to, right? You're just yeah. going to need that stretch of 15 minutes where there's only one touchdown and no field goals. And you're like, now you're feeling good about having such a high, going under such a high number like that. Right. And, and the last thing I want to talk about, you know, I, I live in Denton as well. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a professor at the other university in town, not, not UNT. Um, but, you know, seeing the billboards around town, hearing the talk around the town, that sort of thing. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like SMU thinks that North Texas is beneath them and they yeah. do not think they're in their class. And, and whether that's realistic or accurate or not is completely beside the point. I can just tell yeah, you the perception yeah. from, T- yeah. from from both TCU and SMU. Now, TCU is in the Big 12, so they've got a little justified. Yeah. But, I mean, that's been the aura around this area has been for TCU has been we're better than everybody else. And SMU is yeah. we're better than everybody else but TCU. And yeah. they think they're they think they're better than everybody else. And UNT, I mean, I'm like you. They're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder because this is a, like, recruiting type, you know, Hey, you're in the DFW area. You want to come play for us, not for them yeah. because look, 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 we just won this game. So exactly. Uh, I'm like, you. my, my, my question here, my question for this, I want to ask real quick for this one and the uh, UTSA one. Mm-hmm. Talk about the fans. I think it's going to be a real interesting setup, right? UTSA playing in the Alamo dome. Uh, a lot of fans, from, a lot of the students came out for those games last year, but like you said, there's a lot of seats in that place. You yeah. should have a lot of Houston fans traveling. Same thing here. You should have a lot of SMU fans at a fairly large stadium at North Texas. I, yeah. I think that's a really interesting question. I don't know if you have any other thoughts. Really interesting to see are these 75 – I could kind of be convinced it will be 75-25, you know, 50-50. Yeah. I could be convinced of a lot of splits here. It will be really interesting to yeah. see how that plays out and, and if that has any effect or if the bigger effect is just the travel and the players and not sleeping in their yeah. own beds and, or not their, their standard hotel, that sort of thing. Uh, but I mean, the fan splits on both of those games could be really interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. And at least with Houston, like it's actual like trip, you know, I think yeah. it goes from Houston yeah. to San Antonio. Yeah. Like this is two, like two, two to three hour drive, depending on where you live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, and, and, you know, but here in North Texas and, and, and you know, SMU, like it's players going to be sleeping in their own bed. They hop on a bus for, um, I don't know, I don't live in the DFW area, but like 45 hour. minutes, like an hour, maybe like it's, 40, it's yeah. not going to be a long trip. So it's um, all the traffic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, that, that does d- diminish the home field advantage for, for North Texas a little bit, I, I think. But yeah, I, I'm like you. I think it's going to be, you know, maybe 75, 25. I, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, this is one that I don't know what channel it's going to be on. Got to go look it up because this is one I'm going to be watching on, on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. And just one last note on this. Again, the model says 6.7 for SME. The model is I, I did give UNT a full home field advantage. You could, like you said, you could argue with that. I'm not yeah. trying to get too cutesy with this. We will talk about some of the home yeah. field advantages uh, at, the, at the end of this episode with our last game. And we'll talk about a few of the other ones on the neutral site games. I, I don't try to get cute with something like this. Um, but yes, you could absolutely argue that maybe they shouldn't get a full home field advantage. I totally would agree with that. But yeah. that if, if that were the case, and you should say it should be SME minus seven and a half or eight, there's still a lot of value at 11 knowing that seven still right around that number and of course 10 they could easily SMU could easily win by 10 yeah. um or if they were by 11 they got the push so uh, a lot of value there either way even if they shouldn't have unc shouldn't have quite the home foot advantage as usual i still yeah. think it's probably not a big deal yeah so the late games two late games or the three late games we're going to talk about 
here on this show. Uh, Boise State at Oregon State. This one's going to be late. We talked about last week. We, we yeah. opened up. We talked about, you know, what are we doing with our lives staying up late? This one's going to be like, yeah. a, I'm going to be wanting to stay up late and watch this yes. one. And it's going to be yes. like, hopefully I prep myself. Hopefully I prep myself last week. So this week I'm like, I'm in mid-season form. I can do this. Because last week I have to tell you all, I was like trying to pump the caffeine towards the end. I was like, I got to stand up to watch this game. I'm going to fall asleep on the couch here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is exactly. what you're going to want to stay up for. Boise State at Oregon State should be a fantastic matchup here. A great one to kick us off here uh, for the late night games. Oregon State's a three-point home favorite. I think that's way too much. Giving me, uh, give me the field goal with Boise State all day, every day. I think Boise State plus three. I think Boise State on the money line makes a lot of sense. It's an A-grade play for me. The model thinks Boise State should be two point, one and a half to two-point road favorites. Boise is confusing. Uh, the Pac-12 is confusing. I don't really care. I'm getting a field goal in a game that should be a really great game. I think yeah. getting the field goal or the money line just makes a lot of sense because I don't know what's going to happen. And so absolutely I want a field goal in my back pocket or I want plus odds on the money line. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of value on this because I think there's not a lot of things that would really happen in this game to surprise me. Um, I think Boise State's a really good team. I don't think they're getting quite the respect they deserve. So, like I said, I, I like being on them given the situation. If it's a pick 'em, different story. But getting plus three yeah. or the plus of the money line is way too much to pass up. It's an A grade play for me on the Broncos uh, at Oregon State. Cousin Jerry, what do you got? So, uh, always important to keep in mind that the model is not biased at all. I, however, am very biased, and Boise State drove me crazy <laughs> last year. Um, Jack so, and Jack warned us. Jack warned us from the very yeah, start. He, we, he did. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. It's, it's, been, it's been like a ten-year thing with Boise, just being confusing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, Boise State drives me crazy, and I have an irrational love for for Oregon State for sure. Mm. Um, so. You know, maybe at some point this week, the evidence becomes overwhelming to me that I have to side with with Boise State, but I just haven't quite got there yet. Um, what I would say is Oregon State's defense could potentially be a sieve at times last year. Yeah. Uh, I, I was yeah. on there over a, a couple of times. Right now, you can get over 56, like over 56 and a half at some places. Like, I like it. I think I would rather just like wait. And if I convince myself that the over is the way to go, you know, I'd wait all the way to like 57 and a half, play it before it got to, to 58. You mean like <sighs> under? No, no, I mean over. Uh, I oh, mean, you or, just mean you just mean don't, you just mean let it go up and you don't care because 50, 57 doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's basically what okay. I'm saying. Like, you, if you feel strongly about it, you should probably play it at 56, which is where it's at some places right now. A lot of places are at 56 and a half. Um, again, so you're, like, saying, you're saying you don't care about 56 and a half, like no big deal. Yeah, and a half. yeah. And I just I haven't convinced myself that I want to play the over 56. But if that's what you're wanting, I would grab the over 56 now. If, if I convince myself later in the week, I would play it all the way up to like 57 and a half, probably uh, definitely before it got to 58. Um, Man, the, the, like I said, the model, when it feels this strongly, it's hard to go against it. But Boise State just, just drove me crazy last year. So I just I haven't gotten to a place yet where I, I feel confident about any side or total in this game yet. Yeah, like I said, and I'm just taking uh, the, the point spread picks here just because it's easier to code in yeah. um, and put up a, make, and make a pick on every game and put up in the sheet. I, 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 but yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you, money, money line would be the play I'd be making here. Uh, like okay. I said, I, I love the plus odds and who the heck knows what's going to happen in this game. Um, yeah. Boise State, I think most people would agree, is the better team. Obviously, it's in Oregon State that matters. Uh, right. But Boise State's 
the better team on the road. I think that balances out. Plus odds makes a lot of sense here. Um, like I said, I'd make Boise State money line probably like minus 115, minus 120, um, maybe minus 125 even. So getting plus odds and that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I just want to ask you real quick about the totals. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, just giving the people something to think about. We've mm-hmm. seen at times, I'm curious how scared you are of this or how often you're checking back on this. We've seen some of these kind of dead earn numbers um, mm-hmm. we've seen some of them fly quickly on some of these totals. Um, we don't see it as much with the spreads, which I think is interesting. The point spreads, which I think is interesting. But mm-hmm. the totals, we've seen some of these go from a 56 up to a 59 or a 59 to a 56, like in mm-hmm. the blink mm-hmm. of an eye. And of course they mm-hmm. won't, they won't move that quickly or from 56 down past 55. Cause that's obviously a much, a much more key a number yeah. like we've talked about, right? But I'm just curious, like how how nervous you are about the crossing that and then missing it, and all of a sudden it going from 56 and a half, not just to 57 and a half, but up to like 58 and a half. And you're like, dang, now I missed 58 too. Yeah. Like, how often um, are you checking? I'm just curious, like, what your what your thoughts are there? Um, I check it a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but what <laughs> I would say was, um, I'll answer the question that I wish you had asked. I feel like oh, well, unders. <laughs> I feel like unders are the most. Um, the the smartest play in sports up until the game Absolutely. is actually being played and then it's miserable oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, oh, yeah for sure, for sure. For, that's why for, it's a smart play because people hate doing it <laughs> yes yes and so like for three and a half hours or whatever it is you were just a miserable person yeah. and then you just just uh, hope that a, a a win comes out of it uh, and so it's the it's the same thing like i sit there and i got so frustrated last week with that north texas total being at 55 and a half until like two hours before we were recording and then it went down to 54 and a half and i had to sit on it for four days it stayed at 54 and a half went down to 54 and then it randomly like you said went from 54 up to, back up to 55 and that's when i grabbed it and i was checking it like late at night right like literally i was checking it before i laid down to go to sleep <laughs> I, I was checking it and, first and thing lock, in the morning, lock, you know, <laughs> yeah, lock, locked it in. So, uh, yeah, I, I check it pretty often, especially when it's around those key numbers. Like for example, like the, the North Texas SMU around 70, like I'm not going to be checking that that much. I mean, you know, I would want to play it below 69, but like, or I would want, yeah, I'd want to play it below 69. I wouldn't want it to go below that. Um, yeah. but you know, 71, like not, not that big a deal. I won't check that one as much when it's around like 52, 55, 58, um, 61, 62, 47, 48. Yeah. That's when I'm, I'm checking it more often. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's an interesting thing to be thinking about here because, uh, uh, the general, like you said, I agree with you. I think under makes a lot of sense. That's why dogs make more sense too, right? You don't want to blindly play on because you're probably not going to be enough to be profitable on taking dogs or unders. But in general, they are a smarter way to look because like you said, they're kind of miserable plays. People hate doing yep. them. And so that creates yeah. value because yeah. if, if just you, you just get some average money on their side, it can just kind of balance you out a little bit um, exactly. as, as, as scary as they are. Yeah. Um, another one at the 1030 Eastern slot, one that won't be as interesting, but I think there, there's money to be made on it. And like we always say, you don't have to watch them to make the monies. Kent State, mm-hmm. I'm grabbing 21 and a half points. It's an A grade play for me. I'm locking it in now. Like I said, I'll take some dogs. I'll take some favorites. Um, I like that, it, that we're getting the hook here and I want to lock this in with the hook. I don't want this to mm-hmm. go down to 21. It may go up again. I have no idea. And in general, like I said, I'm waiting on more of my dog plays uh, until later in the week because I don't think the numbers are going to go. I think on average, I think they're going to just get bigger. Um, not every single game. This one also may get bigger. But again, I, I don't mind if it gets mm-hmm. bigger and it gets to 22 and a half or 23, whatever. The main thing is I want the hook here on the 21. Washington could easily win this game 21 to nothing. I'm not sure Washington can score more than 21 points. So mm-hmm. 21 and a half, I think makes a lot of sense for me here. So it's an angry play for me there on Kent state. The model says uh, 17 and a half is the right number. 
So a pretty good value here. I'm taking all these points with Kent State. I don't know what I'm going to get from Washington. I really have no idea. Yeah. Um, so just give me all the points, and 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 then yeah. I, can, I can move on. And Washington may win this game 59 to nothing. I don't know, but again, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of points for a Washington. And not that Kent State's good, but Washington's got a lot of question marks around them. Uh, not not sure at all what we're going to get from here in game one. Uh, yeah. Zero, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, don't do this too often, but I'm going to pull a Coach Corso on you here and say, not so fast, my friend. Mm, mm, uh, okay. So Washington, the, the head coach there, Kalen DeBoer, came from Fresno State. Obviously, Fresno State had a, had a great offense the past couple of years with, with Jake Hayner. And maybe more importantly, uh, Michael uh, Penix is is the quarterback for the uh, start in the first game. Transferred from Indiana. Was really yeah, good yeah. at times. It was really good, to, but uh, too many injuries. You can't be injured in the first game of the season. <laughs> is all I'm not well, true. He, not he, true at all. He, okay, excuse me. He cannot come into the game injured. I know he is. I know for sure he is starting. I know for sure. He <laughs> also, is not true. You never know. Okay. You never, I, that guy said so many. What he's he he's if he's watching the show, he's like hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm 95% confident that he's going to find a way to start this game. Okay, and so probably maybe true. he won't play the whole probably game. High. I, I, I feel fairly confident that he will start this game. This game to me feels like the Washington Arkansas State game last year where mm. against all mm. facts that were out there, the Arkansas state defense was so bad that I played the over and somehow that game managed to, to go over there. Um, even with how pathetic Washington's offense was last year. And I don't remember the, the offense coordinator's first name. His last name was Donovan. He was terrible. He got let go. I think their offense is going to be light years ahead of what it was last year, especially with, with Penix, at least early in the season, if he's healthy. Um, so where I'm going with that is, I would be leaning towards the over here. I don't like the number. It's at 59. A lot of places it's at 60. I'm, I'm definitely not playing it there. If this got down to like 58, I'm hoping everybody thought just what you said. It was like, hey, is Washington going to be able to score 21 points? If it gets down to, you know, 58, 57 and a half, something yes, like they, that. Yes, by the way, by the way, that was sarcasm. They can't score 21 pretty easily. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I mean, can, I didn't year, say will. Last, <laughs> I said can. <laughs> last year, I had lots of questions about that. So, yeah, um, any, anyway, if this total comes down, it's definitely something I'd be eyeing the over. I, I just, I, I have faith in DeBoer and, and Phoenix, especially the first game of the season and Kent State's defense. Remember, keep in mind, this was the same Kent State team that the the, the bowl game went over fifty five and a half against Wyoming. Okay, just throwing throwing that out there. They went over easily. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need Kent State facts. <laughs> Okay, at this point okay. look we're like okay, over an hour into this episode. i don't need kids state facts i don't i don't want to hear them um, okay, no, okay. You, i mean you're you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right Next uh, I, I think my i think yeah well i was gonna say i was gonna wrap up here on this my, my my thought on this one is you're absolutely right new coordinator they're going to be better my question is are they going to be that good in week one are they going to have all right. the kinks worked out now obviously it's a soft landing spot against kent state so if you still have some kinks this is yep. the time to work them out but i think that's the thing is this is the game to work them out in the game not that they'll have right. them worked out ahead of time so i think that matters um yeah, also you talk about a quarterback who's had a lot of injuries if they're up you know 35 to 7 that's why i said i love the hook here i love the hook because if they're up 35 to 7 in the fourth quarter he ain't playing the rest of the game right right washington's going to go it's into true. turtle offense and kids it's going to have a lot of opportunities for that backdoor cover that's so true. there's a lot of ways we can win this um i think i think again I, i'm with you washington's offense will be improved i just I have questions about it in week one. I don't know how it'll play out. If this was Washington playing a better team, laying a number, I'd say, hey, they're going to play the offense full game. They might be, you know, they're going to be a whole lot uh, more exciting offensively. So question marks yeah. maybe lean the other way. But at this point, I just think it's too many points for week one. Uh, Kent State's yeah. really bad, but I'll, I'll hope that they don't get embarrassed. And hopefully right. 
they don't lose as bad as Hawaii, who's the next game we're going to talk about here, <laughs> kicking off around midnight Eastern, uh, playing host to Western Kentucky. We talked about, I texted the group, you know, cousin Jared, uh, you, me, and Jake have a group. We, we talk about some of these things. And I think I texted the group before the Hawaii Vanderbilt game. I said, the look, uh, the line at that point was Western Kentucky, like minus like 12 and a half. And I was like, man, I was like, that's actually how bad. I mean, Western Kentucky is yeah. probably going to take a step back this year. Right, mm-hmm. we don't think they'll be as good. They lost like everybody, basically. Yeah, uh, we talked about them briefly on the season preview episodes, and I was like, man, if Western Kentucky's a twelve and a half point favorite, Vanderbilt's like seven to nine. I'm like, man, that just I, I just I thought that was interesting. I was like, that says a lot. And all of a sudden now, after uh, Hawaii, I don't think played's the right word. Uh, there was a game, <laughs> I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Something happened. Uh, Hawaii looked great for the first fourteen minutes of that game. And apparently forgot that there were another 46 minutes uh, <laughs> after that thing that happened. Now, Western Kentucky is a 16 point favorite. And my goodness, I'm all over the 16. I'm laying this in a heartbeat. I'm laying it now. I guess I, yeah, I'm making a prediction on like six games. I'm probably going to be right on four of them. Probably wrong on the other two about where the line's going to yeah. go. I'm afraid this number goes to 17. I'm afraid this number goes to 20. I'm afraid this number goes to 512 because that's probably where it should be. Um, Hawaii is really, really, really bad. Yeah. We knew they would be really bad. We knew that they were losing like all of their players. And my yeah. argument last week was those guys were awful. How much worse could it be? Well, I have my answer. It's yes. a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, Vanderbilt absolutely might be a lot improved. And they might now only be like the 100th best team instead of the 110th yeah. best team or yeah. whatever. They might they might even be the 80th best team. They're still probably not very good. Right. Um, but they may be a little bit on Vandy, but I mean, that was a lot on Hawaii. That defense, yeah. it, it was talking about, we lost all the guys on defense. Like, the defense was bad. Like, the, like, there's some replacement level theory, right? That the guys behind them have to have some talent. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Apparently, the replacement level theory really probably only works better in professional sports and not college because the guys that they were replacing with looked like they were out of high school, like, yeah, maybe still in high school. I mean, I, I, I don't want to rate too much longer here, but I mean, Western Virginia <laughs> all over the 16. Uh, the model now has Hawaii as the third worst team. Give it a week, I think they'll be the worst team. Uh, like I said, right. I saw a pulse from New Mexico State. Uh, yeah. New Mexico State didn't look great, and they turned the ball U- over a lot. U- UConn had some spunk. UConn had some spunk, right? It, it, and and part of people talk about like, well, where UConn and New Mexico State went bad and whatnot. It was like that's part of it. They're a bad team, right? They're going to turn yeah. the ball over. They're going to have whatever. That's part yeah. of it. I mean, they still at least had something that Hawaii did not even have. Um, I I think that Hawaii has a ch- I, I we talked about we both love hawaii we both played with them yeah. on ncaa football way too much yeah. uh i think eventually they're going to return to being decent but that mm-hmm. is the furthest thing that they are from right now uh the model says it should be 17.2 but like i said i think the model is slow to adjust because it doesn't want to overreact but i'm going to overreact yeah. and say uh hawaii having a game under their belt we talk about liking that i don't think it helps them at all because um I would just be depressed. I mean, that was again. Yeah. We talked about it. That was their kind of their Super Bowl. That was their one game at home against an SEC team. They were only seven point underdogs for most of the week. Yeah. They were supposed to hang in there. We talked about maybe accidentally getting bowl eligible if all the close games went their way. I mean, these are the things that they had to be thinking about. And yeah. after that, they have to be thinking like, are we going to win a game? This are we going other than they play yeah. Duquesne? They'll win that one. Are yeah. they going to win a game other than Duquesne? And the answer might be no. I mean, it, yeah. So many bad thoughts at this point for for, for everybody there. I, I think Western Kentucky is going to go in there and kick the crap out of them. I love the 16. I'm locking it in before it goes to 17. Uh, it's yeah. a great play for me. Cousin Jerry, what do you got? Uh, I don't have anything on this game. I hope both teams have fun, and I hope nobody gets hurt. <laughs> nobody gets hurt, exactly. <laughs> like that's, Fair. That's, all, that's all I have on this game. I I <laughs> – uh, I, I, 
I, I reiterate, you don't have to watch them to make the monies. Uh, I will not be staying for this one. Uh, let's, 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 let's give a little more detail there. You, you probably won't be able to watch this game. That was the only nationally televised Hawaii game for the season. The rest of them are people. Well, but last year the they were all like... They're free. They, oh, yes, really? There is, some, there is some free app you can download here in the continental oh. US where you can watch. Last Hawaii year they were games. on Facebook. Okay, so last year yeah. they were on Facebook. I pulled. I was like on Facebook Watch, and then I would stream that to my TV because what else are you doing at you know one AM? Yeah, and and you know what? This year at one AM, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to sleep. So I'm gonna go so, sleep. I'm not, <laughs> you're not watching Hawaii this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I I, I uh, we love Hawaii. Uh, yep. Your your football team is terrible though. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I hope they have fun, and I hope <laughs> nobody gets too depressed. Yeah, uh, sports are brutal. Uh, yeah. If any of the Hawaii football players are watching, uh, I just I just have to say I encourage you to make sure you take care of your mentals because yeah. that's going to be a long yeah. season. And uh, I'm with you. I hope nobody gets hurt. I hope nobody yeah. gets hurt all the time, but uh, especially there because those guys just look really outmatched. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Sunday night, uh, we got some weekend games here. Uh, I guess Labor Day, like Labor Day, snuck up on me. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night sure. here, uh, 7:30 Eastern, Florida State at LSU. In New Orleans, a, and you'll see in the sheet, I have indicated this um, in the info. I've put this as a neutral game in quotes. So the reason I'm putting it in quotes, I'm trying to indicate uh, to y'all that I am only giving LSU half of their normal home field advantage. Uh, the reason I'm giving them half uh, instead of a full is, I don't know. I had to pick something. It's somewhere between half and full. It, it, there, there will be a lot of Florida State fans there, obviously. But it will be more LSU fans than anything else. The travel is better. The reason I'm giving them half the home foot advantage is because they still have to travel themselves. They're still in a different locker room themselves. They're still on a different playing surface themselves. All that other stuff, right? The little things that go into home foot advantage. Home foot advantage has been diminished here over the years. It's not the three and a half, four points that it used to be. It's low twos, really, for most teams. And so because of that... Um, you know, there's still what all those little things that go into it. Some of that's still happening here. So I'm giving LSU half of their normal home foot advantage. Um, and a game that's being played in New Orleans. The model says, even with that said, that LSU should be 6.3 point favorites. The model says six or six and a half. I'm laying the three A grade play for me. It's one of the bigger games of the weekend. This number, I have no idea what's going to do. It'll be fascinating to watch what happens with this number. But I want to lock in three right now because I think it should be higher. That doesn't mean it will. Again, most of the time the number goes towards where the model says, but it's not always true. Um, so I just want to lock in the three now. It's an A grade play uh, for me. I'd also play the money line on the short price here. I don't know what I'm going to get from Florida State, but I think LSU will be decent. I think LSU wins this game. So it's kind of like the thoughts on Houston, uh, except for the fact that here I'm only having to lay three instead of four. Um, I, I just uh, anything can happen in sports, but I just think LSU is a much better team, and they go out and win this game. So I'm going to lay three in a heartbeat, and I, I'm not going to think twice about this one. And I want to lock it in before it goes to three and a half or four because I think yeah. uh, again the model says six, uh, but at minimum I feel like it should be four. I just I just don't understand why the number is what it is. It's, if people are treating it like it's a true neutral site game, but LSU's travel is um, shorter, and I think there'll be more yep. fans there. Yep, for them. So I mean. I, I don't know. What, what, what yeah. do you got for us on this one? Uh, so what I will say is I am not backing Florida State in this situation. Yeah. I, I don't have much faith in them. The problem is, is uh, I LSU hasn't named a starting quarterback yet. I 
if it's Jaden Daniels, I, I don't think I have a lot of faith in him. If it's Nussmeyer, like maybe I have a little more faith in them. But like until I know who the starting quarterback is for LSU, I'm not I'm not picking a side on, on this game. And I think the total it's 51 and a half, like yeah, whatever, you know, nothing really exciting there. So as of right now, no play for me. Um, maybe after the name of starting quarterback, I can reevaluate. Um, definitely like LSU playing in New Orleans, like it feels only laying three points. It's like more it, like a, yeah, 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 it feels like LSU is the side here, but until I know who's starting, which again, I don't think they've announced yet, I'm I'm staying away for now. And, and this is maybe you can talk to this, or maybe someone in the comments can. I don't. Maybe they can explain this line to me. Is there more Florida State hype than I realize? I mean, I don't think any of us think the LSU is going to win the national championship this year, but like, like I. I Again, the model thinks that LSU is, you know, whatever, um, four-ish points better than Florida State on a neutral field. And I'm like, doesn't that seem right? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. is is it, are, are people out there really thinking that Florida State's going to be a better team than LSU? Then they may win more games because the schedule, uh, yeah. ACC and SEC, very different, right? So they may win more games. But, like, yeah, what have we seen from Florida State the last several years to indicate that they're going to be a better team yeah. Than even a mediocre SEC team. Like I just can you explain that to me? Can someone in the comments explain this to me? I don't I don't I don't know what I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I would I would answer your question by referencing LSU week one last year against UCLA, where I was all over LSU and they just got like road graded and by UCLA, yeah. which UCLA was just like they were fine last year, but they weren't like amazing or anything like that. So I I, I guess I don't have an answer to your specific question but i i feel like people are probably thinking more to last year's lsu team more mm. than they're thinking about what this year's florida state team is yeah i again lsu wasn't that impressive last year um yeah but it's not like florida state was either like i, I just don't i don't know if, yeah. if you're talking about the florida state of old or you're talking it may be a different team i, I guess i get it yeah. I, again i'm not that high on lsu i just i'm not that high on florida state either i'm like both these yep. teams feel very like Meh, okay, solid, you know, meh for their standards, what you're used to, yeah. but uh, not teams that I, I, I'm overly high on, but I just don't, like I said, I just don't see it. And that doesn't mean by the end of the year that the power ratings will have Florida State higher than LSU. Right. Just for right now, I'm like, I just feel like you have to say LSU is a better team. And then you got, like you said, a, a quasi home game, a half home game, whatever you want to call it, laying three just seems really short. So like I said, I'm all yep. over LSU. Uh, I don't think there's any such thing as bait. I don't think the sports books are thinking about that. I think the sports books are trying to make the most accurate line as possible. And they think in the long run, whether the books are balanced or not, they're going to win money if they have accurate lines. I think that's their goal. I've heard people who make the lines say those exact words. Um, so I don't think there's any bait, but if this was bait, I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's three. <laughs> yeah. If that is a thing, because I'm like, if yeah. it's bait, fine, I'll fall for it. Like, I just don't, I just don't see this one. Uh, yeah. personally and now lsu of course you're gonna lose by 30 points but you know that's that's bet that's sports gambling for you in a nutshell right? exactly you know, exactly gonna, we're gonna lose a lot but hopefully win more than we lose right it's all that matters right exactly all right uh we have talked for way way too way long. too long uh, Jared, do, you have, <laughs> do you have any parting words or have, have you said them all nope we got two more shows this week i got plenty of time to say more Woo! words we do. We do. Two more shows. One of them uh, we'll have Jake on. Uh, again, I think we're going to cover every game. I think we're going to try to cover every single game this season. Um, even the Hawaii-New Mexico <laughs> State game. We're going to go. I think that's. I think we'll start, that will be the game of the year. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's circled on my calendar, Hawaii-New Mexico State. Um, yeah. Just let the, let the record show that I was never told we were going to cover every game this season until like two hours ago in our, in our chat. So uh, this is news you to know, me as well. 
you know, you got to have something. To this is my show. It's my it is, show. It is, I can do what it I is, want. It is your show, and you got and you got to have goals. You got to have something hey, to try. If to we're achieve. gonna, if we're gonna, if we're gonna do three shows a week, if we, I can, we might as well. Like, if we can't, we can't cover like fifty of the fifty-five games and leave five games. At least we have to say yeah. like one minute on those other five games, right? We're not going to talk in depth about a lot of these games. A lot of we're gonna just you know, we're gonna, we're gonna say at least five words minimum on every single game. That's my promise to you, viewer. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, the viewers that are still left, I don't know who's still watching at this point. We've talked a little bit too long. Uh, well, we're signing off. That's all we've got for you uh, today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Uh, reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find the link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We've got a lot of content right now with baseball and all of the college football episodes. Uh, we'll see you again later in the week for episode two of week one, and I'll see you again all week for more MLB action. Best of luck, and remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>